This is Blood and Firewater, a true crime comedy discussion type podcast. We shoot tequila and chase it with a case of murder. Just as a disclaimer, this podcast contains mature content not suitable for all ages. So listener discretion is advised. Alright. <gasps> Here we go. Dre has my I told you. I told you Dre had that fucking camera. Oh my god, I'm about to send him so many throw-up emojis. Alright, so anyway, welcome to Blood and Fire Water. I'm your host, Rashad. Over there is my partner in crime, Brandy. She just found her camera. I did. I was having an anxiety attack. Like, yo, my life is on that camera. And just because it's a camera with a car, a memory card, I was like, ah, it's so many pictures on here. I can't back that up on something. She accused me for like the last two weeks. I was like, bitch, you have my camera. It only goes between this house and your house. And, and the forgot. person you let borrow it right, from Right, yeah, I forgot we included uh, Dre. He didn't include Rashad, anybody. Rashad's other co-host, our cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, so. that is right. Um, no. I told you he had it because he came over here and got it. Well. And I, then you I do like, things no, that make me no, forget, no. like, you know, You said no parenting. three times. That's how you know you're, you're <laughs> right so because you say it three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to fight about it? No, no, no. Why don't you stay over there in your little black box? Oh. Bird box. Birdman. Rob Lowe. Chuck. So this is episode 32, 33. Your age? Hey, shout out to being 32. You thinking about 33. it? I don't know. It's one of them two. It's definitely 33. Haven't seen you in a while. How's it been? Mm. Hanging out. Do you want to talk about why you missed last week? Oh, no. It was you a true crime story. It? No, <laughs> we're not covering that story. You want, to care, you want to cover that story? I was sick. Sick of what? Sick of his shit. Okay. <laughs> what you mean? Oh, man. Please do tell me. What happened to your car? Um weather 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 conditions (laughs) weather okay (laughs) my car is for sale (laughs) (laughs) well last week we did the Lindbergh baby and that was 32 so this is definitely 33 the dingo ate my baby Mm, no well we all just been up to stuff huh you got strangers on the podcast me absent (laughs) I switched. I did a switcheroo. I'm getting out of the the food industry. I'll, I'll be starting some warehouse things tomorrow, and I have no idea what I'll be doing. Driving a forklift. Hopefully, just standing there, getting paid. So for this episode, we're we're covering uh, the King of Rock and Roll, Elvis Presley. There's the controversy slash conspiracy about this is. Is he alive or dead? Which is, I don't really understand. Like, if he was alive, he'd be 85 right now. The world is just so big, Rashad. You never know. You never know. We're going to talk about what we do know about this case and see if I can make my own mind up, pretty much. Because everything was kind of like, 
thrown at you. They just, they just like throw so many numbers at you. He was like, he was selling a billion records here and a billion records there, and everywhere he went, it's like bitches died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, like there's no way a person can just do this. And didn't didn't write any songs, didn't write, didn't Ghost, right. didn't play while for a majority of the time he was performing. He just kind of sung. And some would say he couldn't even really sing that great. But (laughs) the only person that I could think of the whole time I was uh, researching this episode was Johnny Bravo. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I was like, why can't I just, why why can't this, why couldn't his name just been Johnny Bravo? Right. Oh, man, I missed that show. One, two, three. (laughs) All right. So do the monkey with me. What's up? <laughs> Why can I do that so good? <laughs> In the evening of August 16th, 1977, Elvis Aaron Presley was found unresponsive in the bathroom of his Memphis, Tennessee home called Graceland. A home that is now open to the public, but not right now because of, well, you know. Coronavirus? You're the only 10 I see. Mm, good comeback. His body looked as if he had just fallen forward from the seated seated position. So the king was sitting on the throne, obviously, and fallen forward. His body was taken to a Baptist Memorial Hospital. When he arrived, eight doctors performed his autopsy, but could not find anything to indicate cause of death. Then the city coroner, Jerry Francisco, yelled out, heart attack. Then he just walked out the room. He hadn't talked to any of the other doctors in the room. Looked at any paperwork or examined the body. Heart attack. Final answer. Francisco went on to a press conference to state that Elvis died from a cardiac arrhythmia due to undetermined causes. So what does Occam's razor tell us? That this man died of a heart attack at the age of 42. What does what tell us? What does science tell us? Cardiac arrhythmia maybe came from the 10 different kinds of drugs in his system. For this week's case, we're going to cover the conspiracy of Elvis Presley to better understand why this man died, was murdered, or maybe, and is still alive. But first, I want to announce that I will be doing a giveaway here pretty soon. I fixed my my t-shirt thing. Fuck yeah. Right down there. The two screens right there. Two step. Two screens. Yeah, I see them. I washed them out. So now I can make t-shirts again. So I'm going to do a giveaway again. Um, It'll probably be like the end of this month. And I'll probably just come up with something silly. So just be on the lookout for that. We're going to make Juneteenth shirts the day slaves are freed. It's a little little tight to make Mm. and get them out on that day. So we're going to shoot for the end of the month. Juneteenth. Remember it. So whether or not dead or alive and kicking at the age of 85, no one will dispute that he was the king of rock and roll. He didn't give birth to the genre of music, and he didn't write any of his own music or come up with his singing style. But once he heard it, he made it his own, and people loved it. So I looked up, I looked up figures on like how many albums he sold. I, I was like, let me, let me take this man serious for a second. And it said, no, no, no shit, a billion records. Like he sold a billion. And I was like, there's no way. Like he sold a record. To billions and billions. Well, I mean, for them to buy them doesn't mean they actually sold. But like, yeah, he sold a billion records. So I was like, let me look up. Let me let me do 
let me do this one more time. Give it, give it the old college second try. And sure as shit, $600 million in the U.S. and $400 million around the world. And his earliest concerts were... They looked like something violent that little like like white girls would go to and just fight other white girls to just try and like it was like the same thing with the Beatles concerts like it just and like Michael just, Jackson oh yeah Michael yeah bitches just it's passing out, out and in the middle of the floor just, I mean it uh, was like that I mean I even seen things of like Backstreet Boys yeah group dancers like, I think K-pop is the new is the new groups killer group that oh, those, that's roaming um, around is it a Japanese they need to start talking about it, the, these boy or? bands that start roaming around just killing is you know Chinese at least or Japanese five, guys? people K-pop huh? is it Japanese or Chinese guys it's Korean Korean yeah okay. That's what the K stands for. What? What? You never heard of K Camp? Those are black. That's a black group, and they they are called K Camp. So how the hell was I supposed to know what K pop meant for? Was for? They well, tell you, you that? Yeah, I mean. Did they tell it, you? No, they didn't tell me. But like, I could put two and two together. Like mm. they're Koreans from Korea, what do B2K and their stand music for? is called K pop. Like, what is B two K? What is B two K? I'm not sure. Back boys black to, to cool, black to cool. Well, boys to kick. <laughs> boys to kicks. Boys to kick. Boys the men didn't what? abbreviate shit, so I don't know what B2K stands for. <laughs> so like the, these early concerts that he would go to, I guess you would just watch this man pelvic thrust his way around the stage for about seven or eight minutes. He had 28 successful films, meaning all the films he made made money. And that would make him a star on the silver screen. Elvis was born on January 8th, 1935, and raised in Tupelo, Mississippi, and then relocated to Memphis, Tennessee when he was 13. You remember Charles? Charles was from Tupelo, Mississippi. Hey, and your roommate? Yeah. Yeah. He would always used to tell me about Tupelo, Mississippi. He was like, looking, looking, uh, watch any any movie about the south and it pretty much was dead on accurate and he said tupelo mississippi looked like um the color purple yeah like out in the plantations and shit same thing so he kind of grew up in the black areas of tupelo mississippi so he naturally got along with black people he went to black churches he, he sang black gospel he sang in black gospels choirs um he's out there he doing played it. black music like that's he he got his shit from black people because that's what he was raised around you're welcome he his pursuit in a musical career began in 1954 when he signed with sun records under the direction of sam phillips a man that wanted a black singer but didn't want a black singer if you're picking up what i'm laying down he wanted a black guy but he didn't want a black guy but back then, it was all doo-wop, clean cut, just doo-wop, doo-wop. <laughs> It was all that kind of music. Elvis had the look and the moves to bring some of the culture he grew up in, which is the African-American culture, to the limelight. He had the platform, so he did what he already knew how to do. All right. He had an incredible band to complement his vocals to bring up 
bring an up-tempo, loud, and almost erotic feeling to rhythm and blues. To save us from going into two parts about his career, as a musician, it was amazing, it was good, it was bad, it was terrible. It was all the things that you can describe of a musician's career. But regardless of how bad anybody ever saw him, there were going to be people there to see him. They were going to applaud him. And you're not going to, and you were not going to regret a penny to see him live because he was going to give you a show. And oh, yeah, he gave a show. All that. In 1950. Air humping. Air humping. <laughs> sliding across the stage. Thank you, Legging. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Check me out. In 1955 and 56, Elvis signs with RCA Records and is now under the direction of Colonel Tom Parker. Bad guy. This is the bad guy in the story. <laughs> this is not. He wasn't really a colonel, by the way, and he has his first number one hit, the charts, uh, the song Heartbreak Hotel. This single would go on to sell Elvis's first million copies. That song. <laughs> like, no. you, that, that song. It's Boom Hour. A million people were like proud mm-hmm. let's 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 even bottom line and say 300 300 people had this little circular disc in their house and they were like hey put that elvis shit on like let's get it real quick and then they just i don't know like shimmy around the house mm-hmm. it wasn't no, it wasn't no little john back then nobody was getting crunk we're doing a soldier boy nobody was hitting soldier <laughs> boy that. you you were Crank doing whatever that. the hell elvis was doing on stage and that was like getting it like, his, one of his <laughs> black fellow friends probably told him in his living room like hey do this rhythm here here's a funny story of how elvis ended up on the ed sullivan show three times so april of 56 elvis goes on to the milton burl show which is like of the variety show that time it was like the dave Chappelle show of the 50s um this is the show where elvis began to develop the stanky leg movie that he's most famous for, thus giving him the nickname, The Pelvis. And the producers at the Ed Sullivan show were like, should we get this guy to play our show? And Ed was like, nah, bro. He's singing black people's songs, and he's twerking all over the place, and his audience is going to hate, our audience is going to hate this shit. And they did. And boy, did they ever. Karens and Beckys all over the United States were writing into the show saying all that bumping and grinding was obscene and vulgar. One Karen even went to say that Elvis's moves were an assault on her senses. But the kids loved it, and they ate that shit up. And they ate his image, the lyrics, all that shit. Some critics said that the rock and roll was dead. When Elvis showed up, I'd say it just arrived. The overnight ratings came back from the show that Elvis did on the Milton Berle show. And it defeated the top dog of that time slot, the Phil Silver Show. So guess who's Team Elvis now? So the Ed Sullivan Show, they signed him for three shows, for I guess for that season or some shit. And um, it totaled up to $50,000. So in today's money, that would be $479,429.10 for three shows. Half a mil. Half a milli? That's for, that, like, the songs were like six minutes. I guess you'd play like maybe two or three songs. So maybe solid 45 minutes worth of work. Half a mil. 
1957, he buys Graceland, and in 58, he's drafted into the military. The colonel had Elvis record a bunch of music and slowly drops it out while he's in Germany and is honorably discharged on March 5, 1960. I mention this because while in Germany, he picked up a healthy amphetamine habit, which followed a barbiturate habit. Elvis didn't do street drugs. He was a pharmaceutical kind of guy. And when he came home, he needed a guy that could facilitate his needs based on no diagnosis whatsoever. The 60s for Elvis would be as nonstop as you would expect because Elvis wanted to get the glow back. Between 1960 and 68, Elvis filmed 28 movies, two gospel albums, 15 number one hits, a wife, a brand new baby that was born on February 1st, 1968. Lisa Marie Presley, who married Michael Jackson. Goes without saying that the abuse for the amphetamines and the barbiturates still going strong. Still mm-hmm. kicking like a, still kicking like Bruce Lee, baby. Yeah. 1968 through 1970, Elvis's career hit a slump because at this time, music isn't what the balladeer was singing anymore that people listened to. Like nobody wanted to hear Elvis in the 70s. Bands were like the Beatles were out, Led Zeppelin. Pink Floyd, the Allman Brothers, all these bands are starting to shine and the world's a different place than when Elvis, you know, initially blew up. Back when the doo-wop song, those songs, Mm -hmm. out. Elvis was on the brink of being that music. That Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're not getting played in my boombox. Hippies weren't trying to be caught listening to Elvis and Elvis wasn't trying to be caught smoking grass or dropping acid with a hippie. So much so that he tried to meet up with Nixon to become a DEA agent. Foreshadowing. 1970 to 73 would be even more of a tailspin. Elvis is touring. He's performing a nonstop tour, actually, with a schedule of 168 concerts in 365 days. 163 concerts. How is that even remotely possible? Oh, drugs. Drugs. Uh-huh. Amphetamines and barbiturates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that, cause I ain't enough money in the world. I mean, and then he was making money. 160, you said 65? Yeah. And it's 365 days in the 168 and 365. So there's about a hundred and. Numbers are hard. Numbers I don't hate are, when we do this. Numbers are hard. Just do the do the math real quick. On on the phone that you're looking at. My phone. Oh, I guess I can do it. No, what is it? Three hundred sixty-five days, and then one hundred sixty-eight concerts. That's one hundred ninety-seven days off. So just as many days on as off. So imagine every other day you gotta go to work for three years. Nah, I'm just now going back. <laughs> but you ain't just going to work like oh i gotta go move these boxes or put soda on the shelf you're going to perform and sing and like 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 every night like (laughs) (laughs) non-stop bro like i would have hated being around him like god yo take me home where's the driver colonel colonel doctor Every other day, he's just catch Elvis at about 8.30. He's going to be at his highest point. Just, ah. 
Okay, so during during this 168 tour date process, he lost his wife due to all the affairs that he was having on the road. He's eating pills like Skittles, and he's eating Skittles like Skittles. He's like he's becoming addicted to the the drug Demerol. You know what Demerol is by any chance? Demerol. <laughs> yeah, Demerol. What about it? <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> What's even more fucked up is that the Colonel sold the rights to Elvis's music to RCA for five million dollars in '73, twenty-eight million in today dollars, but still not close to what he would have made if he kept the rights to his music to go to his family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so did they? They didn't get complete. No, he no? sold the rights back to the record company. I mean, he probably was in debt. Like, you know how artists get wrapped up in these producers' bad bullshit. Guy. Yeah. Like, he's, the ba- he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. He's a bad, bad man. Elvis went into a coma after overdosing twice on barbiturates. But instead of being treated for substance abuse, he began treatment for IBS and glaucoma under the care of his good friend and long-term, a long-term doctor, Dr. George C. Nicopolis. Nailed that on the first try. Oof. Proud of you. But that wasn't his only source to get what he wanted. 1974 through 77, Elvis had not stopped touring. But that's his livelihood. So that's that's what's keeping what he has. So he has to keep doing what he's been doing, which is killing it in Vegas. And he does some other shows around the U.S. too, but during this time period, Elvis would be hospitalized three times, either stemming from all the pills he's doing or <laughs> exacerbated from all the what the damage the pills are doing. Side effects are a motherfucker. <laughs> Side effects are a motherfucker. <laughs> so I think that catches up I don't the whole, understand how... I didn't want to do the whole like in-depth... In his career, he did this, these many number ones. And I was like, I don't really care about all that. Let's get, let's get to the right the part. I mean, money does magic because, like, he, he was on a lot of drugs. And then all these celebrities that do have overdose, overdoses and all this stuff, the only thing that you see is them going in and out of rehab. You don't really see them get bad and look like no, drug addicts into it. No, it has to no. do with weight or... um. Obviously, they die, and you had no idea that it was on drugs because they got money to cover that shit up. Yeah, money, money is like very I powerful. had no idea about. Brittany Murphy wasn't addicted to drugs, right? Mm. But she had she started taking them for because she is was coffee sick. a drug? Who coffee? Uh, caffeine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a, an addictive. Mm-hmm. We're all a little addictive. Yeah, everybody got a little dick personality. But I'm saying, like, it's crazy that these folks were entertaining people and just being plastered on shit. And nobody noticed, or some noticed, but didn't see it coming. Like, it's just crazy to me how they even had the, the capacity to entertain thousands and thousands of people on drugs. No, it's nuts. I, I- it was crazy. That's crazy. Because it's a literal kind of way of enabling and supporting that shit. But I know and well I don't know, but I'm 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 sure that people turn to drugs for the stress or 
They run out of shit to do with their money. Like, that's why I think they just run out of shit to do with their money. Everybody's caught up. How was he doing? He was born, okay. God bless. His brother didn't get that. He had a twin brother. Career, mm. phenomenal. Up until that last little bit. Drugs, lots of them. As long as they're doctor's orders. Eat enough till you get full. In his system, toxicology reports showed 10 different kinds of pharmaceuticals in his bloodstream. Codeine, morphine, quaalude, valium, valmid, placidil, nimbutol, phenobarbital, pentobarbital, and butabarbital. None of these drugs that Elvis had were illegal drugs. They were all prescribed drugs. If there were a killer in this episode, and we haven't had many in these last couple episodes, it would be the doctors responsible for giving him the drugs. We'll get into this case about an hour before the day Elvis died, ironically the day after he would have to start a new tour, just like we've seen in the Michael Jackson case. The controversy of the case of Elvis Presley's is, is he still alive or dead? That's the argument. We'll talk about the sightings and the movies he's been in and see if, you know, that's kind of something you still believe, alive or dead. Ah. The conspiracy is, you know, the argument in which you're breaking the law is, did he fake his death or is he, in fact, dead? And if he is dead, is it murder? You understand the difference? There's a yeah, like fine the, line. The same thing that happened with um, Michael Jackson's doctor, basically. Like, give me what I want. Right. Or, you know, if you're fired. So I'll we'll, just find we'll, somebody else. We'll just dissect the facts from that part and then allow you to make your own judgment. I I have a judgment. I'm going to tell you what it is, but, like, not right now because I'm still trying to cook this thing. So just before midnight, Elvis... His girlfriend, Ginger Alden, his cousin, Billy Schmidt, and his friend, Lester Hodge, leave Graceland to go to the dentist appointment at the office of Dr. Lester Hoffman. Lester Hoffman was your local 24-hour dentist because you never know when you might need that cap filled. Um, that's actually not true. No he cap. Was, he was a, uh, uh, what do you call it, celebrity dentist? Like he would only he had like high profile clients, right? And he well, made probably his, was going to get veneers or some. Well, he, he it went was, to go get his teeth whitened and two caps. Oh, um, because he was about to go on tour. But veneers weren't even a thing. The next day, no, there were. Oh, okay. He got he had his first wife get veneers. So they go to the doctor. He gets his caps. He gets his teeth whitened. He gets topped off on, on his prescription, and he goes home. They get back around 1.30, and they all retire to their bedrooms, according to Ginger Alden. 6.30 a.m., Elvis calls downstairs to Ricky Stanley to give him an attack of drugs. He called, when he wanted drugs, he called them attacks. You know, like a snack attack? Yeah. Well, he called them drug attacks. <laughs> Ricky brings up the first attack of drugs at 6.30. but And they're, they're supposed to help... Elvis sleep from the script that he got from the dentist. Ricky brings it up to Elvis. He takes it. Then he starts to read a book on psychic energy to help him sleep. The second attack of drugs is at 8 a.m. Again, a restless Elvis calls down to Ricky for another fix. The third event, Ginger woke up to Elvis going into the bathroom with his book and closing the door. Ginger woke up again at 2 p.m. and the door to the bathroom was still shut. 
Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna just read the ones outside because it seems like that'd be the smarter thing to do. The drugs in Elvis's late night snack contained a combination of Amtol, Dexedrine, Percocet, Hycumin, maybe, and he had between six and eight diluted that night. Couple red flags here. I don't know. Red flag. I know we're dealing with someone who is quite possibly the most famous person in the world at the time. It's hard to say no to someone with that sort of prestige and status and whatever. But no means no, damn it. Okay? It's said in the same language except Russian because they go hard. They say nyet. Nyet. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you know your your loved one has a pill problem, in my in my experience at least, that's the easiest person to say no to. Try and fight me for some pills because you're going to lose. Regardless, if you or a loved one has experienced a pill problem and, you know, you don't know how to say no to somebody, the, the right thing to do is not giving them more pills or facilitating them more pills. I just, I, that seems counterproductive a little bit. Maybe seek professional help. And that's what he should have got in the beginning. Right. Well, the, hence why I said you know, the only the only thing you see is them going in and out of rehabs because somebody watching. But let's say you give in and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to give him to him because he's, he's fucking Elvis. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, I'd probably give him to, to him too, bro. I ain't even going to lie. But, like, what I would do is I would check on my man every couple, every little while. You know, I just gave him, like, 27 pills, mm-hmm. and they're strong as shit. Yeah, I mean. Like, I'm going to check on them at least once or twice. I'm like, bro, I just watched you eat, like, a plate of And pills. I'm a doctor, and I know that's wrong. That's wrong, wrong. You're not going to check on them at all. 20, 20 or so more pills down the hatch. You're not going to poke your head in, give him a little shake, you know, <laughs> shake his foot, whatever. When two paramedics arrived, Elvis's body had turned blue as rigor mortis began to set in. He had been dead for a little while. He died August 16, 1979, and his funeral was held on the 18th. Seems pretty quick. You know? I mean, the like, quickest ones that we uncovered. Just like, boom. <laughs> we gotta get this over with. For, especially for his, you know, stature and person. Like, I'd imagine it would just take so much longer. Friends, man, who the corner is? <laughs> Elvis's blood work had been sent to two other labs to see if all three results had, or all three had the same results, and they all came back with the ten drugs I mentioned earlier, in high doses. The lead medical examiner, James Franco, said drugs played no part in the king's death whatsoever. He was like, "No, there's no drugs in the system." <laughs> and then they found, yeah, everything so, on yeah. a drug on a uh, on a what. How, how many panels on a drug test? All of them. He he, he said he had no drugs and he had all, all of the them. drugs in his system. He made this judgment before the autopsy was complete, before he consulted any of his colleagues, and gave this, the, the deceased Presley, Elvis Presley a cause of death that is most common with people that are alive. Cardiac arrhythmia. I say this because you can't say the cause of death was cardiac arrhythmia. Because that implies that the heart is still beating. A rhythm. E- either rhythm. too fast or too slow, still beating. So how can you die of a 
How? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The results were sent to another toxicology expert from another country, and their collective conclusive report state that Elvis's cause of death was an overdose of codeine and quaalude. Give her another quaalude. She'll love me tomorrow. <laughs> there were three doctors in Elvis's life that bent over backwards for him. Dr. Max Shapiro, Lester Hoffman, and Nick Dopalopoulos, or whatever his name was. I can't even remember. Uh, Nick Hopopoulos. Hip-hop? Hip-hopinopoulos. <laughs> so, Hoffman offered his services around the clock at his office. Shapiro w- was the delivery guy. And Nicopolis, being highly regarded as a suspect over these two of over probably more than that for overtreating a patient because in the year that Elvis died, he prescribed over 5,000 Schedule II narcotics and amphetamines. If taken properly, that would be roughly about 25 pills a day of just uppers and downers. I know. Just screaming all day. (laughs) (laughs) As medical professionals, should they have been able to see or be aware of the possibility and quite possibly know that Elvis was abusing the medications prescribed? There are different degrees of murder first and so forth. But should the medical professionals prescribing the medicine that led to the death of Elvis be held accountable? If a bartender knowingly overserves a patron and uh, that person yeah, dies right yep. there at the bar, mm-hmm. should that bartender be charged with something? You go into jail. The Neg- whole restaurant is accountable. And you... Negligence, anything. Mm-hmm. Same thing about police departments. Well, okay. let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> so if there's anything, if there if there was a theoretical murderer in this case, it would be the doctors, hands down. Yeah, I'm waiting for George Floyd or the other three police officers to be charged with, you know, third they, degree murder. They're not the first doctors to do this. I'm sorry. I.e. Marilyn Monroe. Right. And they're not the last doctors to do this, i.e. Heath Ledger. Just because they give you the drugs doesn't mean you always have to do them. True. But addiction went both ways. Doctors got something out of it, too. What do you think the police got away with? If the doctors got away with this? Money. What- they got paid off. Bribery. Corruption. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the police didn't do. You got Number one, there was no police investigation at the house. Number two... Medical personnel did not search the corner of the house where everybody knew that's where the drugs was in the house. Number three, Elvis blood work had been done, but stomach contents were not examined and destroyed, which is a textbook autopsy. No, no. Number four, there is a no, there was no coroner's inquest, which is something they call for when a death seems sudden or unexplained. And this death seems suspicious as fuck. Mm-hmm. Number five, there was no search in or around um the house when they found like they didn't search nothing they just was like come on Elvis <laughs> uh, curtains closed number six there was no search into who gave him the drugs that was found in his bloodstream when he died and number seven there has to be some reason why you've never seen any pictures notes reports or anything from the actual crime scene because it was all destroyed. Just for what though? It's not even like he was like in any kind of 
It's like a, trouble. It's a, it's a other than being that's a, that's a pro job, right? Loaded there. with drugs. That is a pro. That is a Home Depot pro right there. I guess they had to cover their tracks, man. Everything got destroyed, of course. Professional cover up, if you ask me. And the doctors can't make all of this stuff happen like this. This is like a Ocean's Eleven type job. We got six Beyonces mm-hmm. and five Rihannas, and we're about to go and kill Elvis. I think they might get away with it, but oh, yeah. that's the kind of thing that had to happen to get this to everything to line up. Which brings me to my mob theory. Elvis had openly advocated to being a federal agent and mainly operated in the city of Sin, Las Vegas. The mob owns Vegas. You can't you shit where you uh, eat. I I believe the saying goes. Oh yeah. Gambling, prostitution, drugs, liquor, people, anything is everything is a go in Las Vegas. And I don't think Elvis knew what he might be getting himself into if he thought he was about to go and fight crime in Las Vegas. <laughs> He was a Superman. He had the curl. And Elvis reportedly was a witness into a mafia scam for close to, like, figures in the billions is what I read. I didn't get an actual figure. but Oh, he, he took the stand for something? Yeah, he was, mm-hmm. he was, a, he was. Ratting. Yeah, he was about to start snitching. Elvis and his father were due to appear in front of a federal judge on the, on the day, August 16, 1977, that he died. That's not a coincidence. Assumably, having assumably some damning evidence. Elvis and that evidence is in the ground at Graceland. He, but he might have escaped that night and got into the witness protection program. Which is sort of maybe possible. Like, I want to believe it was, it was boom. Like, we got him in the bathroom with the candlestick. Like, got him. Ass out. Ass out. He 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 had like a an allergy to um, codeine, like in you know if if your body doesn't metabolize codeine, it just builds up into your liver until it overflows and then you lights out because you got too much codeine in your system. That could very well be the like when they brought him these little snack attacks. Yeah, just load that bitch up with um. Lorazepam. <laughs> we L- should know pills by now. Yeah, like, I feel um, like all these pills L- and all these celebrities L- aren't. L- Lorazepam L- and. So there are those who think he may be still alive simply because his name isn't spelled like it says on his birth certificate. Oh. Well, they say that the body at the funeral was made out of wax and that his sideburns were glued on too. I don't know how much I believe in the I'm alive theories, but nothing's ruled out here. Okay. Oh, I mean, we're not. We're ain't not, Steve Jobs walking around somewhere? We're not conspiracy theorists, but this shit's. Seems like a lot to a, cover. It, it, they said he had. Uh, his coffin was basically like a bronze res- refrigerator. Oh. That thing had to weigh like close to a thousand pounds. Oh, and then you got six dudes like struggling. <laughs> like, hard body just like. Oh, that sounds ridiculous. Like, no. I did find like the whole gravestone thing on his birth certificate. His na- his middle name was spelled A R O N, but the doctor spelled it wrong. A A R O N is how it was spelled on the headstone at Graceland. Elvis was all about appearances, and his father would never let him be buried in a grave with the wrong name on it, unless it wasn't his. Ah, see. I see what you did there. So maybe this was planned out. 
so good. Unless, of course, he actually did go by the proper spelling, which he did, and even his autograph has both A's and Aaron. Only seems appropriate to spell it right, I guess, so so I guess we can toss that one out. That's, what, that's all I wanted to do. I can't believe he was in 28 movies. 28 movies. And I hadn't seen one of them. Uh, and you won't. I know you did not just do So that. let's go back to August 16th. Conspiracy tells it that this is the day that Elvis died, and also the day that he got into a plane to Buenos Aires. Uh-huh. A man bearing the appearance of Elvis was spotted at the Memphis International Airport trying to fly to Argentina under the name John Boros, a name Elvis commonly used as a, like a pseudonym. Not his name, obviously. Like, you get it. I got it. The problem was that no international flights were available from that airport at the time. And why would you go to the airport in your hometown? Seems like the most likely place to blow your cover. Your fake death cover. Welcome to Memphis International. Fuck Elvis! (laughs) Oh, baby, no. Don't, no. Hey, you know. (laughs) I know you. I know you. All right, that theory goes out, too. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would he go to the, the neighborhood airport? To fly to Buenos Aires when obviously you can't fly from there anyway. Some say he's a preacher named Bob Joyce from Arkansas. Elvis was a devout Christian. He sang gospel and he loved church. America. America. But there's no way that he is that man. No siree bab. Sure he's got the I'm dreaming of a white Christmas look in his face. A deep bellowy voice. But that ain't Elvis's face and that ain't Elvis's voice. I'm sorry, I listen. I had to listen to Elvis for like six days straight. That ain't Elvis. So moving right along, some would say he was in the movie Home Alone. Don't know if you, you really? saw that. Yeah, you, but learn something today. Are you serious? Airport scene when Kevin's mom is trying to get back home. And in the out-of-focus background, there's a man about Elvis's supposed build for the time. The movie was filmed in the 90s, which would have put him at the age of about 55. Okay, that checks out. The man or the extra in the background is a full beard and a turtleneck on. Elvis was capable of growing a full beard, as you show in the movie Charo, but even from the time difference of the two films, it's obvious that we're looking at two different kind of beards. Elvis, it wasn't like a full burly son of a bitch. It was like, I have something scratchy on my face because I might be Puerto Rican kind of beard. Oh, something like... You don't. I got a beard you right don't. now. I haven't shaved since I was born. Shot ain't never grown a beard, y'all. It's cute. It That's why he always looks so young. So full. He looks younger it's than me. It's really hard to talk sometimes. <laughs> but no, the you. it was obvious that this beard was not that beard. But the turtleneck kind of made sense because one of, one of Elvis's exes said that Elvis was really sensitive about his like long neck. He had like a like a neck thing going on. So like you catch him in a turtleneck, it's not it wouldn't be all that weird. That was right around the time he was doing that collar flip thing. You remember when the collar flip was Yeah. Something to do? Elvis. Thank him. Oh yeah. And Elvis had this unique twitch he did with his head at the like, you know, he had like a little like a huh <laughs> Oh. I don't know how to do it without making the noise. Uh huh. <laughs> but that's what he did with his head. And um, 
the guy recreates it pretty fucking accurately, almost to a T. Very, it, it, it was re- really convincing how the guy kind of like, oh, oh, at the same time <laughs> when they show it, slow it down and all that. So if you don't need any more convincing, that that's Elvis right there in this movie. John Candy makes a reference to the king by saying he's the king of poker while he's in the same shot as Elvis, the king of rock and roll. Mind blown, right? Other notable mentions of the film, Macaulay Culkin sings the song White Christmas while his hair is swept back in the same resemblance of Elvis. And Macaulay Culkin's character, Kevin McAllister... Wow, I got I got all that out in the first try? I want to try it again. Just Macaulay Culkin's character, Kevin McAllister... Whew. You did it again. If you rearrange the letters, it spells I, Mr. Elvis, act with some leftover letters to use however you want to. What more proof do you need? He's alive. He's been getting roles and extras in the 90s and preaching on the weekends. He's maybe got some property down in Argentina. Maybe just like visits from time to time. But I'm I'm more comfortable with my theory. I'm going to say it was a hit. Okay, it was it was well, well done. Well done. Okay, we won't know anything until the year 2027. Because then that's when the FBI has to release like a whole bunch of information. On Elvis or just like Elvis. What? Kind of like how they kept doing with Kennedy for the past like 100 years. Where where are you at? Are you are you on the fence? Did, Did the doctors do it? Did the, did, was it a cover up? The doctors. The doctors. It, I, I I think it was both. I think that he. I think it was the doctor. Because I think he knew. It, I, I think I it was a comment. The same thing that happened to Marilyn I definitely, Monroe. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think he's alive. I no, don't I, feel no, that no. he's alive. He, that that we we can agree on that. Um. But I, I, yeah, I feel as if um, the doctor had it. You know, when that that circle, that circle of people that you have around, you know more or know something you don't. I feel like they, yeah, I feel like they all knew something, and they all was gonna get something out of it. Oh, and so you're saying it was a conspiracy? Yeah, I think it was a that's, group that's effort. That's the whole. That's the whole point. Elvis already liked drugs. Let's just give him, you know, a little too much. Make sure that all these proceedings come back to us and goes not not to his family. Well, it actually went to the colonel, the bad guy that I've been yeah. talking about this entire time. Uh, and I'm sure the colonel he ended was up he the, ended up being a doctor. door greeter at one of the hotels that he owed money to. I'm sure that the the colonel and the doctor had some kind of agreement if they were going to be able to get away with that shit. Period. It was it wasn't very pretty. What happened in the end? Um, you still, you still can, well, whenever you can go to Graceland, you know, you can go pay your respects to Elvis cause that's, that's where he's at. Um, I don't think he's walking around. Oh yeah. There was this one other one, like he's cutting grass at Graceland. And then like, there's this like YouTube video where like he chucked a deuce at the right time. And then like, there's like these numerology people that are like, that's the sign of vitality right there. I was like, yeah, he did a V, I guess. And they're like, no. <laughs> Two means four. Four means nine. That's life. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you well, got me, bro, because I, if that's how we last did. time I looked in my book, it said nine meant nine. Like, I don't know. 
Four means six, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Where and are you at? What do you think? We didn't really have any other meeting for We now. both agree that it was not a, um, you know, uh, fake your death. No. So where were you being? You kind of on the same we don't, lines. We don't like if I had if I had anybody that I thought faked it'd be Tupac. But yeah, Tupac and Steve Jobs. Mm, why would Steve Jobs fake his death? I don't know. I've seen pictures. Some people like the cucumbers pickle. <laughs> Never know. No, it was the the mob with the the cover up in the bathroom with the drugs. And then they expertly got rid of a lot of evidence. And well, everything was destroyed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it. I'm not saying I solved the case. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the story is fun to talk about. So, if you want to tell us what you think, hit us up on Instagram at Blood and Fire Water Podcast, Twitter at BFW Pod Squad. And if you want to send us an email and shoot shit, whatever you want to do, uh, send it to bloodandfirewater at gmail.com. Stay alert and stay alive. Wash your hands. (laughs) Please stay alive.